Hello, and welcome to our Patreon super secretive episode podcast expansion pack hidden beneath the world of Patreon. Here we are. Your you special, pull special back the layers and you find us under there. The, the number one secret secret show for all our real fans. You're the real fans. Everybody else, they don't know shit. But you know all the good stuff here because you are here for our underground members only expansion you got pack the world. Shovel the patron shovel and you dug deep. <laughs> the golden shovel. Shovel that shit away. Yeah, no, uh, you know, you know us, you know our names, of course, I'm sure, if you're here. But uh, this was a, John had an idea for this where we talk about what each of us thinks is the best game, best year in gaming, I guess. Right. For various and this reasons. Is, I think, I personally, I try to stay away from, like, personal experiences in these years. I try to stay objective about the year. So just, like, great games that came out and events in the industry, important events in the industry, that kind of thing. Nothing about like my, my best Christmas or something like that. Sure. So that's that's the angle that I took with it. <laughs> mine's definitely no not my personal anecdotes. Mine's definitely not my best Christmas either. Even though there is some I mean, there is some personal stuff, of course, because any any year that you look back on is going to have that. But but yeah, we all have uh we didn't we didn't overlap on any of the years, but I'm pretty I mean you guys are kinda it's kinda predictable which what you picked from given given what games you talk about for the most part. But I guess we'll kind of we'll kind of like do You're this. You're supposed to get critical till the end. <laughs> so what it. years are we all doing? I just said it okay, was predictable. Year? Well, I thought we'd start it off like we'll kind of do it like sort of like a debate team, I guess, and yeah. we will be giving our arguments to you, the listener, and of course we'll post where you can vote on these, and then we'll see who believes what is what. So we'll start off by introducing our years, and I guess why the why we think they're important, and all that stuff. Uh, try to keep it. I don't know. I could start a timer and all. We don't have to do that because we, we did do that for the Aladdin one. I totally forgot about that. We could like set up a timer and be like, all right, here's the amount of time that you have to talk about your thing. Maybe we'll try to stick it, try to keep it around like a few minutes, I guess. Try to keep it brief at the beginning here is what we'll say. So, all right, well, I'll just, I'll say what it is and then I'll give like a summary. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about any games yet. I'm just going to talk about the year in itself. The year that I picked was uh, the year 2002, was what I think is a very important year in gaming. Not because not because it's necessarily the start of anything, but I think it's when things like, is like hitting the gear, you know, when it's like, when you're getting your stride there in gaming, as I think, as I think what it is. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, you know, there's the beginning stuff, like I was telling Jeremy, you know, there's like, you know, there's like the original games, there's like Terminator 1, but then there's Terminator 2, which is the one that you'd rather watch than the other ones. 2002 is Terminator mm. 2, you know, it's the it's the upgrade of the older stuff. I thought that was 2007, to, Terminator 2. Well, actually, I think it came out in 91, but I mean, that's a whole, it's a whole different thing. Anyway, but, uh, I digress. But, but yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. 2002 was... Uh, Main reason was it was it was the uh, you know it was the golden era of the GameCube and the golden era of 3D games for those systems for like the PlayStation Two the Xbox and I think that that generation is a generation that can that you can still play and it doesn't really feel like it's old like stuff you can easily remaster those games and by remaster I mean just like put it out at, at a higher resolution. And it's fine, and you can still play it. It's just it's just as good as it was. Like it's a lot of games that I could easily go back to, and I still think are fun. And there's a lot of uh, major le- benchmarks for games on there. I think where games like got to the pinnacle, and maybe not even got as good as they got in those in a lot of those games in that year, 
where it was like, this was when the best one came out of whatever particular series. And then they never did a better one after that. So it's like, uh, it was a watermark for a lot of things for me. And as, and as a personal note, it was also when I was in college and I could, uh, had a lot of time to play whatever I wanted and well, not necessarily get whatever I wanted because I didn't have any money, but I did have a lot more time to spend and spend with games and, you know, I was, had more freedom, I guess, in my own life and all that stuff, which is part of it. But it's great because there was, there was the GameCube era, but there was also Game Boy, which was starting to get super cool too, because the Game Boy had actually become the official portable Super Nintendo by this time, because the games that came out for that are incredible too, where it's like this, the game is definitely, the Game Boy, is, the Game Boy Advance is definitely a sight to behold here at this time, because the games that came out on this was like, fuck man, this, these are things that you thought would never be portable and now they are. It was the beginning of the Switch before the Switch, you know, it was that time. Where it's almost like it's almost like the rebirth of the Super Nintendo because a lot of those amazing games from Super Nintendo came out for Game Boy Advance in this year. I think that's a good enough summary, right? I don't want to go. I don't want to go too long for it. So that's my opening argument for 2002. Well, uh, speaking of Terminator One, the movie had been out for two years already. The year I picked, I picked uh, <laughs> 1986. I think 1986 for reasons Trey kind of already covered. I mean, I'm I'm going more of like the the uh you know objective truth of it all of 1986 was when a lot of what we think of as console gaming was in the modern era was established 1986 and i've got a couple of things written down here uh in 1986 by mid 1986 19% of all japanese households had a famicom that's crazy the the install base of something that had only been out for a couple of years well it came out in 83 right in japan so it'd been out a few years, but this is the year they added the the disk drive or the Famicom disk system, and this allowed for bigger games, and this allowed for saving games, and it kind of alluded to the future of DLC and things like that because you could actually go take your disk and change things out. And I don't know if they did actually do add-ons, but I mean they could have. Well, speaking of lower volume, uh, there's a lower volume of. NESs than Famicoms in you know by comparison because the NES it although it technically arrived in the US in 1985, 1986 was the year that it had a national release. And so that's I mean, like I said, yeah, sure, there was Atari, there was a there was other home consoles before the Nintendo, but Nintendo became what everybody called every console eventually. People that didn't know about video gaming. So that's a Nintendo in your house. And uh Nintendo just had a stranglehold on the home console market from then on, really. I mean, they've had their their times where they've started to lose their grip a little bit, but you know, especially in the handheld arena, they've they're unstoppable. But of course in 86 you didn't have a lot of that. I guess maybe it's in game of watches and things like that, but the Game Boy was not around yet. But uh I think I, I was reading also that the Famicom disc system allowed games that competed more directly with arcades. And so it actually kind of was a year where they started to see a shift in arcades kind of started to decline in popularity, especially in Japan, because more people were at home playing a lot of those games on their own TVs. And so it was a lot cheaper that way in the long run. But uh, I won't mention the games. I'll get to it eventually. But 86 is just like, that's that's the the origin of a ton of what are the best games now. So you can trace them directly to this year. 1986, hell of a year for video games. And my year that I picked was 1998, which 
started with an affinity for one game in particular that came out that year. And just um, as I looked into it, I realized that so many games came out that year that kind of set a bar for me. And and I believe uh, took us out of the proto 3D era and into the proper era of 3D gaming. It's it was a, just a year that so, that a lot of great franchises were started, and I don't really know what more to say about that without saying too much about what I'm going to say. Yeah, 1998. It's just a it was a turning point year. I know it was a turning point year for one particular game that that uh that, that you like. So are we are we gonna? I mean, are we, what do we, how do we do this? Are we gonna do like arguments on that, or are we gonna like just why not talk about some of the games? Yeah, let's talk about some of the games and then. Which so what so so what do you want to talk about the games as a whole, or like the games that were starts starting starts starting of franchises? I mean, let's see. So, uh, do we have any? Because I have a we li- all have, I, like, I have a list of like thirty games from my year yep. that are all great. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I mean, there's at least that, one or two games here that are on all of our lists in some fashion with those formative years. Yeah. Well, I'm putting this outline together. I thought it might be productive to break the conversation down into three categories. And I had the start of enduring franchises, games that are benchmarks of their genre, and then pivotal events in the industry. Yeah, I see. And so that, maybe using yeah. that as a starting point would be. Jeremy already kind of did some of his pivotal event stuff, which I didn't think we could do that yet. So I didn't, I didn't say anything on that. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, probably is. I mean, probably as far as like start of enduring franchises, you probably, you guys probably have that more than me because I looked for, I was searching for more benchmark than than start because, like I said before, a lot of times the later movies are better than the than the original movies. So it's like uh, you got to get there, got to get there to the to the high to the high mark. I also interpreted benchmarks to be in context of when they release. So that's kind of how I considered that headlining, that heading rather. I thought it, I thought it meant like a standout version of the series. I don't know. Well, I guess a lot of the stuff were that I, some of them, I don't know, whatever. But within their genre, these some of these games were benchmarks at the time. I mean, what, one of the the main reasons, one of the main reasons that I came up with my year was just that I was thinking about those two games that came out in that year. Which uh, I don't know if I guess they count, right? Uh, the Metroid, Metroid, Metroid Fusion, and Metroid Prime were 2002 together, and I was like, "What an amazing time to be alive! To have two Metroid games come out on the same day." Two good ones, a 3D one ones. and a 2D one. Give, Although, trying to give the fans. I don't know if Fusion has aged as well as some of the other games, but yeah, I, I didn't. Cool I didn't game. really place Fusion that much on my list because I'm going to play it again before Dread, but I don't think I like Fusion that much to tell you the truth. I know, like. Some people might come after me for that, but I don't know. You know what? It's it's not. It's definitely not my favorite at all. I think some of the bosses are really annoying, and I think some parts of it are like overly hard, but not in a fun way. And I don't like how it tells you to go everywhere, and there's not a whole lot of exploration on your own. Like it's very handholdy through the whole thing. But at the time, I was uh, I was very excited to have two Metroid games. Not to mention one of those, which I guess you could consider a franchise on its own, even though it is within the Metroid series, but. Metroid Prime is probably one of the greatest games of all time, which came out in 2002. And that was the beginning of Metroid Prime, which I guess hadn't happened yet because Metroid had not gone into the 3D realm. Holy shit, that game's going to be 20 next year. Yeah, and that was just like, it, I, I was just I was just so impressed with how well they did it and how like it was the thing that everybody said could not be done. 
Like you can't, like you can't make Metroid first person shooter. Da, 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 you know, whatever people are so You're mad gonna about. You're ruining it. it. But yeah. if, but I felt like they did it so well with like all the cutscenes of like you know outside of the first person view and like the and the and the like uh, morph ball and all that stuff that I felt like it didn't even really feel like it was fully first person. It felt like you were out of that that angle enough that it felt like it was kind of a third person game or just, well, they didn't even want to call it a first person shooter. It was a first, first person adventure. Yeah. And, and yeah. I love that too, how they made sure to like, and then that was, you know, that was the beginning of a lot of that too. Like that was, you know, I mean, I guess that was, this was post a, what, whatever that game, Half-Life, Half-Life, which everybody always bring up that game. But it also, I mean, you know, before like a lot of these games that you see now are first person adventure, you know, whatever games. And I feel like Metroid Prime definitely had a big, influence on that and not to mention a super huge one which we all played the crap out of but animal crossing made its first appearance in america in 2002 on gamecube and that's a huge that's a huge motherfucking start of a franchise there too i mean i know it's not it's not particularly the best one but that was the beginning that was the first time we saw animal crossing and i know that some of our dates are going to have to like vary because some arguments that you guys have are actually not are different in japan like same with animal crossing was in Japan much earlier because it was a 64 game, but this is when it came to America and became more more popular. So that's just going to have to work for a lot of this stuff where some things are, some yeah. things were in earlier years, depending on what they are, you know, because of like the, the not having worldwide releases and all that stuff. But Animal Crossing was definitely a huge one for me as far as enduring franchises for 2002. And it's a, I guess a lot of the stuff in 2002, like I said, that I was talking about were sequels. So there's not a whole lot of them, but there's also like, it was not a, it was not a series, but I always wish it would have been, but Eternal Darkness, of course, 2002, I put that in there as a joke, just because of my own hope for Eternal Darkness 2 ever coming out. <laughs> but I mean, it was still a huge, a huge thing for that game. Uh, Fatal Frame started in 2002. I didn't know that. That's, that's pretty cool. We're getting a new one of those. Yeah, two, I think, yeah. We're we're getting we're getting uh we're getting one of those soon. Mega Man Zero on Game Boy Advance, which was an NT Creates game before they even called that, I think. Like considered by many to be the the best Mega Man series, the uh, Mega Man Zero on, on the Game Boy. Uh, Jeremy's favorite Blood Rain. I just had to put it in there just because <laughs> the first Blood Rain game came out in two thousand two. And Ratchet and Clank, that's a big one too because there's a million of those games for that's for uh, series, yep. for PlayStation, you know. All that stuff. That's what I could think of as far as like beginning of games. But a lot of the games that I really like that came out were kind of were like in a series of games. But these were the ones that like were the one that you remembered. Like this is gonna this is the good one. This is the one where you think back and you're like, oh, well, that was the good one. That was the one that I want to play. You know. So I guess that would be more of a benchmark thing. Well, as far as '86 goes, it's so easy to list like the top five here because these games still have iterations being made with the exception of one of them that doesn't get quite get the love, but he still shows up in Smash Bros. So yeah, Kid Icarus is the one that I guess that's on my list that doesn't matter as much, but I think it uses the same engine as another game on the list. And that engine is a huge reason why games are so great in 1986. Coming over into 90, into or 86, going into 87, when a lot of this stuff actually showed up in the US. Um, so that's another dis- disparity in our list here but i was kind of just looking for like more of a global thing here but yeah so uh metroid huge which trey was just talking about metroid prime yeah that's the this year metroid came out and they in japan it had a save system which is crazy because that wasn't a thing on consoles much before that so now you could save your uh 
your game and keep playing it later. That, of course, was a huge complicated password system in both this and Kid Icarus in the U.S. because we did, did not get the... Uh, we did not get the disk system, but we did get save batteries eventually and games with bigger chips in them when they kind of... Nintendo went two discs and then came back to cartridges because of advancements in the technology. And that's how we got Legend of Zelda, which is arguably one of the best games ever made. It may not be a benchmark in the overall history of Zelda. I understand that, but it's just such a damn good game. I mean, it's still fun. I play it. I probably play all the way through it at least once every two years, I would say. It's it's one of my comfort food video games. And of course, that's just my personal preference here, I know, but I think a lot of people would feel the same way. The anniversary of this being pretty important this year, the 35th anniversary, Nintendo released Skyward Sword HD, and they also are bringing the Legend of Zelda Game & Watch later on this year, which is going to be a really cool little collectible to have. So, Also, a lot of people say it's the first open world game, too. Yeah, and it's they keep trying to kind of go back to it, like... I guess Breath of the Wild was, in a way, kind of a remake of the first Zelda. Not really, but kind of, in a sense, to have that same scale and to even have the little, you know, the the shout out to the to the mountains on the the cover of the game that are actually the Twin Peaks in or what are they called? The are they called the the Twin Peaks, whatever they're something called, something like them. that. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah. about. I don't think they're actually called the. Yeah, they're Twin Mountains or something. I don't think they're actually mm. called Straight of Twin Peaks. But it's called there's really damn good coffee there. But I also want to throw on these other games that came out that were huge. Castlevania came out in 86. Castlevania still a thing and sort of (laughs) arguably, you know, well, arguably like an inspiration for lots and lots of indies that are that are huge right now. Metroid the same way, but they even combine these two games into a genre, believe it or not. Lastly, Trey's favorite. One of Trey's favorite games, Dragon Quest. Only in Japan, though. That's only uh, in Japan. We didn't get it till yeah. was it nine? It was like nineteen ninety. It was, it was a 80, lot later. It was eighty nine. Was was, was it? Uh, okay. It was America. 19, yeah. I think ninety was when we got Final Fantasy. Um, Dragon Quest. Yeah, but Dragon Quest, you know, it, it wouldn't make its way here for three more years. But that game's definitely an enduring thing. It had its own direct recently a huge anniversary event i guess they were also celebrating the 35th anniversary that makes sense uh, but anyway yeah 1986 had a lot of other games and i mean i can just kind of list them off quickly but uh other games that came out that year uh rampage the arcade everybody loves that game adventure island that's the year adventure island came out gradius one of the best top-down shooters i think it's top-down and of course, the one of the songs that, in my opinion, one of the games that, in my opinion, has like the most catchy uh, song ever, "Bubble Bobble." This was also the year that the original Mario Two came out, and we wouldn't see that until was it ninety three on Super mm-hmm. Mario All Stars. But Kaizu Mario, or yeah, what it was is that what it's called? Kai, I Kaizo. Can't remember. Kaizo Mario, yeah. This was the original. So Super Mario Brothers was 85, right? I thought there was some, like, people weren't exactly sure when it came out. I think it it came out in Japan. Super Mario Brothers came out in 83? Yep. I I thought it came out in 85, wow. Um, But this was 86, so I I think, I think, I don't think it came out in 1983. The the Famicom was out in 83, but I think it's official that Super Mario Brothers was 1985. I just remember, Um, uh, I mean... 
I'm not saying Hence that the they, 35th anniversary celebration last year. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not saying, I just remember people talking about like how Mario, they could never really pinpoint the exact release date of super Mario brothers because what day it came out. Cause yeah. It, yeah. Cause it, well, even people said like that it might've even come out before whatever they were thinking. I don't know. I remember people saying that just because it's, you know, it was I mean, so, it was so long a, ago that you couldn't even really tell. Like, I think it was. there's like a, a window of some months, but I don't think that it came out in 84. And no one knew about it or whatever. Like, I'm pretty sure it was an '85 release. Well, I think. Well, yeah, I think some so, people were saying like maybe they didn't see it until '86, because uh, because um, the Wikipedia says like late '85, so maybe it was yeah the months between early '86, early. For some reason, I thought that Super Mario Brothers was '86. Also, is what I'm saying, but I but I don't know. I think part of my reason for bringing up 1986 is kind of the same thing you were saying about eternal darkness. Like we want to see special things for all of these. And we're kind of like already being given some special things. I mentioned the things for Zelda and Metroid has a dread coming out this year, which I think is especially calling it dread. I think it's an homage to an anniversary kind of thing. Cause they're like bringing something back a title we thought was gone forever. Yeah. Well, and, and mm-hmm. yeah. And an homage to dread to Metroid dread, which we, yeah, was rumored about for so long, but yeah, 1986. I mean, if you just cut that year out of history, shit would be very different right now. Well, in 1998, uh, one of the biggest franchises of all time came out, at least in America. Uh, Pokemon Red and Blue made its way over here. And that's the only game that I can think of that is actually its own separate company, the Pokemon company. It's like so huge. Mm-hmm. They got the course, the cartoons and everything else under the sun. They have all that airplane started. jets. Yeah. The only game with its own airplane, and yes, yeah, so that's uh, the probably the biggest game uh, on my whole list. Certainly, I mean it's a billion-dollar franchise. Um, next up is Mario Party. Mario Party making use of the four controller ports on the N64 and really popularizing four-player gaming even before Smash Brothers. Well, it's a series that I personally never got into. I recognize that it's so popular and it's got. What, how many 12 editions, something like that? Probably of the regular ones, because there was, because what, there was, I thought, was it 10 or 11? Was I think, was there 11 on uh, Wii U? And then Super Paper Mario was like, or then Super Mario Party's 12, I think. So, and but I think you that's also correct. have the three the, the DS ones, yeah. I'm, I'm saying of the main line, not the, mm-hmm. uh, not the ones after that. I don't know, was, was there an 11 or was it just a stop at 10? I think there was an 11. There's so many games we don't even remember. No, Super Mario Party was 11. So 10 was the last one for Wii U. Okay. They didn't make they didn't make it to 11. So Super Mario Super Mario Party is technically 11. But yeah, no there there's there's a bunch of them. Also Mario Party 1 is the worst one. <laughs> Definitely hands down out of, out of all of them. But it'll literally gotta, make you throw your hands down because they've giant blisters on them. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll get stigmatas from playing it cuz because uh, of the insides of your hands will, will have holes in them. After doing all those spin moves. And another billion dollar franchise came out. Uh, the Tom Clancy franchise, starting with Rainbow Six. And I don't know how many Rainbow Six games there are, but then there was also I thought there was only uh, like Ghost two. Recon, Splinter Cell. Oh, there, there's, there's a lot. There's a ton of them. Yeah, I don't there's know. I, just, I don't pay attention to them, so I have no idea. Yeah, Ghost Recon, Splinter Cell, and The Division, all included under that uh, Tom Clancy name. And that began in 1998. Dance Dance Revolution, another game with just countless editions out there i still play that game jeremy still plays that game uh, yeah, i had go. a copy of it on the dreamcast tragically i lost it um i lost the dance pads terrible story but uh that game is 
that's that's one of the games that everybody even if you don't play games you, you know dance dance revolution if you don't know the name you at least know the game where you jump around on the mat everybody knows that game that's a universal game and then the last one on my list here uh, gran turismo which was probably all things considered maybe the the first real racing simulation game to reach widespread popularity i mean you had racing games going back even before that of course but the hardware couldn't really for the playstation create an accurate or semi-accurate driving simulation with physics and all that stuff that 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 playstation was able to to do with gran turismo and that's still today it's between gran turismo and, and forza as far as what you consider is the the benchmark racing game Unless you want a fun racing game, I don't know. I, I never really got into those uh, super realistic ones. I'd say like those. Grand, I mean, if nothing else, they were incredible, like lo- looking games. Especially the models, the cars were just really, really nice looking, and kind of always a benchmark. in the, you know, when you mm-hmm. would see a next gen console, or especially like a Sony, you'd be like, well, "Let's see what those cars look like in Gran Turismo." That's really gonna show us what this thing can do. Look at those reflections. They also look at how good the reflections good look effort. in the HD. Mm-hmm. It made a good effort in that game to have a wide selection of real cars that you could actually buy. It wasn't just generic cars. These were like cars that, oh, you liked it, you could go off. And if you had the money, oh, go out and buy this car. So that was kind of a novelty. And that attention to realism really influenced a lot of racing games going forward. Yeah, that was their, that was their big thing. It was all about like, yeah, making it feel like it's a real, 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 real racing game. No, uh, no red shells here, unfortunately. No red shells or blue shells. Wait. 